All right, welcome to a new episode of Tree Service Marketing Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Wesley Smith, and we've got a guest today, Blake McDaniel from McDaniel Tree Services. If you're on the YouTube channel watching this podcast as a recording, go ahead and like and subscribe to our channel. We've got more expert interviews coming up in the future really soon. They're already scheduled. If you're on the audio, go ahead and like your favorite podcast on Spotify or Amazon podcast or anything like that. Uh, we're on all the major players, uh, but we wanted to do an expert interview today uh, with Blake. He's going to tell us a little bit about his business, kind of how he got started, where he is today, kind of what got him to where he is today. So Blake, welcome aboard, man. Hey, Wesley. It's nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for showing up, man. A lot of people get a lot of value out of these interviews because I know even me being in the agency business, I'm, I network with other agency owners and, and masterminds and things like that, listen to podcasts. So it just really helps hearing from other people in the business. Um, so really, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I get I can't tell you how much insight that I get from podcasts and videos from other, you know, other professionals, other owners, you know, things like that. So I, I absolutely I don't mind trying to help somebody else out this, you know, up and coming or maybe in a different area that doesn't do things quite the same. Maybe we can talk about how, you know, East Coast, West Coast, Southeast, Midwest, different guys do different stuff, different ways. For sure, man, for sure. So we really grateful for you being here today. So tell us a little bit about maybe like how you got started in the tree service business. Maybe you worked for another company, maybe you didn't. Um, and kind of like how long you've been in business, where you're located, kind of maybe crews and revenue, if you want to share any of that stuff as much as you want to share, no problem. All right, yeah, no problem. Uh, we're pretty small. Uh, we've been in business since 2016. We officially, you know, did our formation legally uh, in January of 16. I was doing uh, like side work kind of stuff uh, probably a year or so before that. Um, but January 2016 is when we got officially started. I was still working part-time as just a one-man kind of contract climbing at the time. Um, I've been, I've done tree, I've been, oh God, uh, cutting trees for clearing fire breaks and fence lines and stuff like that and down on a farm and stuff since I could hold a chainsaw. You know, as long as, as since I was old enough for my dad to think that I wasn't going to cut my leg off, <laughs> I've been cutting trees down. There you go. Um, you know, firewood, clearing fire breaks, things like that. Uh, back, I've probably been doing it professionally for a mm, little over 10 years now. Uh, we're six years in with uh, me owning the business. I got started as an owner uh, doing McDaniel Tree Services after uh, I was in a rental property doing some work for my landlord. And I told him, I was like, hey, we've got some trees on the property. I I wouldn't mind cutting them if, you know, you can clean all the stuff up. I can get everything down safely if you want to take, you know, work, you know, work for rent kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I said, you know, since I'm not going to be doing any of the cleanup, you get an estimate, whatever half the price of your intermediate estimate is, you take that off my rent and we'll get this knocked out. He said, that sounds like something we can work with while, and I was working on cell towers at the time, uh, climbing towers as a, on a tiger team and came home from probably being on the road for 10 days or so. And on the weekend, 
you know, borrowed a set of spikes and a harness and, uh, you know, got up a tree and started cutting and taking some of these trees apart. Uh, and my wife took some pictures saying, this is what kind of crazy man I'm married to. He's been on a tower working three and 500 feet up in the air for the last 10 days. And he comes home and starts climbing trees and swinging with chainsaws. Uh, she posted that stuff on social media and all of a sudden I'm getting people left and right being like, Hey, I did, I need somebody to do some work in some trees, but I'd rather be somebody that I know and, you know, not for free kind of stuff. You know, we can pay you. I was like, all right. So I kind of started doing it on the side, you know, any, when I'd come home from being on the road working, um, I'd, I'd have my weekends full or my three days off or whatever full of doing trees. It got to the point to where I was losing money going to work for the amount of money that I would have been making cutting trees because I was, I was only making, let's see, 2015 or 2016. I was doing, I was somewhere around between 18 and $20 an hour working on cell towers. And I was coming home and making in three and four days what I was making being out on the towers all week. Sure. So I finally decided that, you know, I'm just going to go into business for myself, do this full time and, you know, hoping a prayer uh, it'll work out. So that's where we got started. I spent the first year contract climbing. I was working in, it was me, uh, an old Husky farm boss, one climbing rope, one rigging line, and I had an old tower harness that I was using as for climbing in trees with, which is not the same thing as what we know what we know to climb in now. It's it's better than a lineman's belt, but it's not quite the same as working in iffy, some huh? of those nicer yeah. tree harnesses <laughs> that we've got. Yeah. Uh so I did that first year or so. I was contract climbing, working in a, I had a Ford Focus hatchback and I had the one saw, the one rope and well, one rope, one saw and two ropes, set of spikes in the belt. And that was it. And I was keeping myself busy enough to start in with doing some uh, lead generation and it's a little bit of advertising. We're still doing a little bit of Facebook off and on here and there kind of stuff. Um, and finally was got to the point where I wasn't having to contract climb. I was starting to get my own work in. Perfect. Hired one guy. Uh, and that was, well, I would hire a guy on an as-needed basis kind of thing. Like, you know, I got work for, you know, two or three weeks or I need you like two or three days a week for as long as you're willing to work like that kind of thing. Somebody that was just a little odds and ends kind of, you know, helpers. Sure. Yeah. We'll stop right there just for a second. I want to back up to um, where, when you got started and kind of branched out onto your own business. And that's a, a really familiar story. I think a lot of people resonate with that part right there. So you were contra you were doing the um, cell phone towers. Climbing right. up this, you probably had your good feeling for heights and you're, you're comfortable with that stuff as much as you could be, I guess. 
Oh yeah. And then the, the landlord thing kind of worked itself out where you could get the trees done. And that was, was that kind of your first introduction into kind of doing a full tree removal, like limb by limb type thing, or would you already um, do some of that in the past? No, it wasn't the first, it wasn't first time being up in a tree doing uh, like a full removal like that over like structures and stuff. Um, I had, I've done it before uh, helping other buddies and stuff that it had, that had been guys working in the tree industry, like, and they'd come, they knew that I could, I didn't have a problem working at heights. I was competent. I knew rigging right. and safety and all that stuff. So I'd help them on side gigs and stuff over the years. Um, but no, that was, that was definitely the catalyst The yeah. I'm going to do this just to try and save some money off my rent turned into six years later, we're over a half a million dollars with, you know, me and three guys running one crew. That's awesome. And that's where I wanted to start right there. So that's kind of the, the linchpin of everybody's business formation and getting started really is you're already usually working a full-time job and that kind of oh, keeps yeah. you busy. You've got somebody kind of over you, you got somebody watching you. So it's kind of tough to kind of, you know, squeeze in the part-time work for your own business to get that going and get that momentum building. And so once you do, and like you said, you start making money on two or three days a week worth of jobs or worth of work, but that's your business and it's something that you want to do because you're doing it. And then it's almost as if, hey, if I quit doing my full-time job, I think I'm going to make more money by just doing my new business uh, with the tree service business instead of working you know, over here. Because it, it is kind of like a safety net thing. Like you feel like you're more safe with a full-time job or, but you know, when you really think about like loyalty today and companies and stuff like that, honestly, probably running your own business and being a hustler is going to be less risk than working for somebody else who may not, you know, want to keep you. Oh yeah. I know that every day, as long as I put the work in, I've got a job to go to. Yeah. I don't have to worry about like, if I put the work in working for somebody else and they'd start downsizing, then it doesn't matter how good I am at my job or how, how hard I, how much I hustle. I still might not have a job the next day. Yeah. There's things beyond your control and that's, yeah, it's all, I mean, I don't, I, this is the job that, owning my own business, doing this work is what I tell people I should have been doing for the last 20 years. Yeah. Like I should have done this 20, the day I got out of the military, I should have started doing this. Yeah. That's the thing people do is I wish I would have started sooner. I think it's on a lot of people's mind, but again, it goes back to that safety net. You know, I've got bills to pay. I've got a full-time job. I got a safe, secure job is what they think. Yeah. Um, and so it's just hard to make that leap. And so I think what you did was the perfect way to do it. And I've heard a lot of stories of business owners, my own story, all that stuff too. And it's like, if you can start building up some side income, it makes it way less risky to then to start your business that way than just to kind of quit and then draw a line in the sand and go the other direction. Both of them are viable options, right? I was, I was lucky in the fact that being able to do that, the schedule that I was working, working on like a traveling construction team, like I would have like, you know, between three and five days off, depending on how long I've been on the road. So I had the time to actually be able to put into like taking a tree down with you by yourself or just one guy. That's a, that's a day, two day kind of thing. Sure. Sometimes three, depending on the job. So if I was ever going to be trying to do this, working a regular nine to five and only having my weekends, uh, then I would, it, I don't know that I would have ever been able to actually got started doing it, but yeah. being able to have that dedicated three to five days off, uh, I was kind of in the perfect spot to be able to start doing this kind of work. Yeah, that's great. And then so you got going and, and you kind of you, you 
got the company moving forward. You, you left the job. So when you did you, do you remember the feeling of uh, when you left that job or told them that you may be putting a two week notice in to kind of go in full time, kind of what that felt like and how that how that went? Well, I'll be honest with you. We, we didn't, the other job, we didn't end on great terms. If things hadn't, okay. like there were some transitions going on in the cell industry at the time, mm -hmm. moving into 5G and we were doing some projects with some supervisors that probably shouldn't have been supervisors mm -hmm. in some of those instances. And if we didn't end on great terms. So it wasn't really me putting in a two weeks notice. It was, I'm glad that I'd already started doing this yes. part-time because at that point I just told them I was working in Florida and I had my wife come down and pick me up. So I, I told him, I was like, we finished the job, said I quit. I don't plan on me being here tomorrow. I don't care where we're at. I'm not going to be back here. Like, here's all my equipment, sign, sign it back in and I'll be gone in the morning. And then off to the races with, yeah, and then, it, and then it was just like, at that point, I was glad that I'd been where I was able to walk away, because if not, I would probably have ended up being in an unsafe work environment for a couple of more weeks or a month during while they were working out all that transition. And I'm not sure I would have stayed in any job at that point. Uh, I would have been just unemployed trying to find something else. Yeah, that's a pivotal point. And, and that's where a lot of people are. And, and I can't tell you the feeling that I had when I finally made the decision to go full steam ahead with this, similar to what you're talking about, too. It's like this, it's kind of like a big monkey or a gorilla off your back. You kind of finally feel like you're doing what you should be doing. And it's kind of like a breath of fresh air, like, OK, now it's me. It's all or nothing. It's this business. Kind of yeah, and I'm the only one that I have to blame for fa for failing. Exactly. Like if, if I fail, it's because yeah. I didn't do whatever it was that I needed to do. So yeah, I didn't hustle enough or I didn't I wasn't able to close the sale or I wasn't able to, you know, I damaged somebody, dropped a tree on somebody's house or car. And it was just mm -hmm. like, well, if you do that in the beginning, you're probably not going to get much more work. You don't have no. a reputation to fall back on. But so you know you're confident enough that that's probably not going to happen. So you, you I, I totally get what you're saying, man. It's like, it's, it's like, it's just a refreshing feeling knowing that now it's all on you. If, if you're a type that's of right. works hard and hustles and knows you're going to do the right thing for people, it's almost that track record you build up on the side is almost uh, what gives you the confidence to kind of move forward full-time. Because you know, if you do it more than what you were doing it before, two, three days a week, you do it six, seven days a week or five days a week, whatever, you're just going to build it faster. You know, you're going exactly. to to it. And I can't, yeah. like the driving things, I was like, because the, the first, you know, couple of weeks or months or however long it took for me to be doing the work when I was actually getting my own customers and I wasn't doing contract climbing and it wasn't just a job for a friend, that first review that I got that's had five stars and was just like one of those glowing, like this is the review that you want under your name on that yeah. first page of Google when somebody mm -hmm. searches you. When you start getting those, it's just like, I made the right decision. This is yes. what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Well, and you can leverage that review too in a lot of different ways. Oh, so, yes, yeah, so let's talk about that. So you got from, you know, the, the kind of like doing it for friends, family, different things like that, small jobs, contract climbing to now you're busy. Now you got a full boat, full slate, full schedule kind of with you and the crew you're kind of assembling and putting together. 
So kind of how did it start going from there? Were you guys busy every day once you started kind of branching off going just all full steam ahead? Uh, let's see. When I finally had, when I first started hiring, it took me, it was probably, I probably could have done it sooner if I had known more about the local, um, like rental fleets and stuff around and different equipment that I could get and what the requirements were on some of the bigger stuff to be able to rent. Cause I was always thinking that I'll never be able to, to afford that until I can just buy it. Sure. And the rental on that stuff is just going to be outrageous and I can't afford that. I finally started calling around and I was like, so we got like a dingo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to afford it. Well, I was only paying $3,000 a month to rent a dingo. And that doubled my productivity. So I was like, I'm, I'm making way more than that right now. So that's definitely something that we can do. If I'd known some of those things, and it wouldn't have taken near as long to start getting full scale, full steam ahead kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But in the first year or so, I was probably busy um like guaranteed at least three days a week i had work that i was doing and most of the time it was four or five days a week during the summer and when we were busy um we're in alabama birmingham area so we don't really have you know like the Northeast Midwest kind of weather in the winter, we can work year round. Mm-hmm. So except for like in the early spring, when it rains for three months, sometimes, yeah, you know, three, two and three and four days a week. Uh, and every yard around is just a swamp. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we we can work. It took me a little while to get to that point because the off season work was mostly uh, word of mouth uh, referrals. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause we weren't getting as many leads generated in the off season. So it was harder to win those because there was more competition for those, sure. but it probably took me a year. Let's see, six years in my foreman has been with me for five years. So yeah, it took me a little over a year after we got, after I was full, we were doing this full time to go from contract climbing to having a dedicated, uh, you know, work or dedicated crew and personnel that I could justify having on salary or on a regular uh, payroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's exciting time right there. Cause that's when you're kind of, you know, that this is what you're doing and, and you're, you're going clearly in this direction. There's no what ifs anymore. And what were you doing? Kind of, I'm sure you were just hustling to try to find more, more leads, more work, and things like that. Were you putting out signs or making sure your trucks were wrapped, or people could easily find you, or putting flyers? Uh, we like we didn't wrap any trucks in the beginning. We had we got magnets and stickers done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit cheaper. Oh yeah, and this is good. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have the uh, the the trucks that they would want to wrap. A little little too dented up for them to just to sure. say. We've, right. we've, our, our scan on this thing's showing it's not working out right. Yeah. Uh, but no, like, so when I left the towers, what I ended up doing to get, so the first equipment that I bought after I started was uh, I was working in that little Ford Focus with a, you know, the one chainsaw and whatever. Uh, 
I, I, I had a 401k that I had had, you know, a decent amount of money in. So I cashed the whole thing out. I, I went all in, all of my investment and all of my savings, everything that I'd had started for my retirement. Uh, cashed it all in, bought a truck, a stump grinder, uh, new, new spikes and a good saddle and started from there. Invested in yourself. Uh, yeah. Instead of digging yeah. in the banking account. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And then let's see, we did. Advertising was, we got in with, you know, like I said, the lead generation type mm -hmm. stuff, you know, like home advisor, Angie's list, yeah. things like that. Yeah. No, we were using, we were, we, I only did home advisor. I didn't do Angie's list. Now I don't have a choice. Right. Yeah. Same company. Yeah. <laughs> now they're the same guy. Mm -hmm. uh, we were doing a, a home advisor. And to this day, home advisor is still our biggest that we probably get, still probably get about 70% of our, our leads and our actually not just our leads, but our jobs come mm -hmm. from home advisor at about seven or Angie's now at seven, about 70%. That's good. Yeah. It depends on the area of the country. I mean, some areas work yeah. really good. We hear some areas are just so, you know, um, competitive, uh, with the price. Well, it, it is here. very competitive here. Um, we've like, there are off the top of my head, like we're one of the smaller full-time companies that are, you know, have all of our licensing and insurance and everything like legit companies that I, that it's not like, you know, a guy and his buddy in a pickup truck kind of thing, sure. which I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that's where all of us start. Mm -hmm. Um, but for it to be contracts and commercial and being, you know, a full service kind of company, mm -hmm. there's 10 at least that are within 30 miles of me. So competition is pretty stiff. Mm -hmm. uh, and like we get under, like there's jobs that I go out to and they're like, well, so-and-so said they could do it for this. And I'm like, I don't, okay. Sure. Go right ahead with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know like, and, well, and that helps you differentiate yourself too, having all the credentials, license, insurance and all that stuff too. And it, a lot of times too, it's just a matter of contacting these leads as soon as possible too. Oh yeah. As usually hours. Yeah. You're not going to get a hold of them five hours, you know, three, four hours later, typically. No, not you almost know. never. Yeah. Uh, the, the only time that you end up that we've, that I've seen is that we can get in touch with somebody like more than a day. To oh yeah. There you go. Sorry. I had a phone call come in mm -hmm. is when, um, it's this time of year and most of the, like that big 10 are in the area that I'm talking about. They're booked out for three and four months. And I don't, I don't book out that far because I end up losing jobs yeah. without, without notice more than mm -hmm. I, I can. Hey, we get it done sooner. You can go ahead and take us off the schedule type thing. Yeah. That's I get, I, I, well, I was, when I first started, I was trying to book out like two months at a time. Mm -hmm. And by the time that second month finally came around for me to start working on those jobs that had been booked that long, I'd, I'd roll up on a job and the tree's gone and I never got a phone call. And I'm like, well, yeah. now I've got to fill in however many days that mm -hmm. this has already happened. I'd have to start going around and 
either calling if I couldn't get a hold of them on the phone because they didn't want to talk to me because they canceled and didn't tell yeah, me. Sure. I have to start driving out to all of these job sites now and reviewing all of them to see if we still have a job. Mm-hmm. And then I've got to start rebooking for all these times, double work, triple work sometimes. Uh, so now I only book out a month is about as far as I go. And because I've only got one crew, that's not a big deal. Um, and we can go like in the busy time of year, I can still get a hold of people, uh, you know, two or three days after we've gotten a lead because other people just can't get to them. Yeah. They're either they're so booked busy. out or just didn't contact them or something like yeah, that. Yeah. They, they're just like, yeah. well, I'm so, I don't even want to talk to you because I'm so yeah. busy right? or they never came out or they gave them a bid and they couldn't get to them until January. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, May. Yeah, exactly. Well, you don't want to have to give them bad news. So they just don't even want to call the customer, I guess, in the beginning. So um, does that kind of give you that forward thinking of, man, if I can, if I can stay booked out two or three months and I probably can add another crew at some point. Oh, I, I know that like to right now, today, I could put a whole nother, I could put a five man crew to work five days a week it, forever. Right mm-hmm. now I've got enough work that, or I've got enough people calling trying to get get me to do work that I could if I could find the people that I trusted to do the work and go out and me not have to be on the job doing training all the time and supervising everything then I could put I could probably put two crews two additional crews out right now Mm -hmm. but it's so hard trying to find people that you trust and like what you know the industry that we're in it's you know it's hard to find a, sometimes the the kind of people that you want to be on a in a customer's yard doing work for you. Sure, yeah, that's a full time uh, marketing channel in itself. Is high. Yeah, it right? is. I mean, and we've got in, you know, yeah. You know, our trucks are our trucks say you know, McDaniel Tree Services now hire now accepting applications, mm-hmm. and that never comes down. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We're always looking for top talent, you know, in the local area. Exactly. I, I was, I was at the pool this weekend, and was talking to a guy that was out of town, thinking about moving. I was like, "Well, what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> you're looking for work. You looking got a job lined up when you get here." <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's well, that's the ten foot rule or ten ten inch rule, whatever they call it. You want to tell everybody within ten feet of you what you do, you know. Um, yeah. Well, do you guys have any type of um, kind of moving along with the marketing effort stuff? Do you, so you're doing the home advisor getting good word of mouth referrals, you got the, you know, the uh, magnets on the trucks. So people know who you are when you're in the neighborhood, you don't just have a blank truck, you know, pulling in the neighborhood, which I think is awesome. Uh, Are you, do you guys put out any signs or do anything additional like that? Uh, We don't do a lot of signs. Uh, They, that, that tends to, I've found we've done them in the past and I've found Mm -hmm. that like the yard signs and things Mm -hmm. like that, they are, they're only typically there for as long as you're there. Yeah. And my trucks are all lettered up. So I don't, I don't, I can't justify the extra expense for getting a sign that's, you know, the same size as the ones that are on my truck, which is, you know, what, like a 12 by 14 or eight by 14 or whatever Mm -hmm. in somebody's yard for, you know, an extra day. Yeah. A lot of, you know, you got to get the grass cut during this time of the year pretty often. So it's going to get up pretty quick. Yeah, those um, things, those tend to go away pretty fast. So I, I we got away from doing yard signs. Um, I've 
I was looking at starting like a door hanger campaign, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of local ordinances around here about they consider that panhandling mm -hmm. here, like going out and just door knocking and putting flyers up. So if we're not doing a like basically the only thing that we can do here legally and not get in trouble without breaking some kind of ordinance or uh, some official city official deciding that they don't like us anymore because of something is mailers. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's where, that's what I'm looking at next is trying yeah. to start doing some mailers. It's very effective. I mean, the, the good thing about doing mailers, you can use every door direct mail system uh, yeah. and you can just pick zip codes and then pick carrier routes in there for the zip codes. Uh, yeah. pick the ones with the least amount of commercial, least amount of apartment complexes and more residential because it's going to hit the right type of people. But man, it works pretty good because you can do most all of your appointments and estimates in a couple different neighborhoods for the day. You know, they're right. Yeah, I, I can get you can get everybody if you when you're yeah. when you can get it mm -hmm. tightened up and zoned in to that one that one zip code or that one carrier's route, mm -hmm. then yeah, you can you can get a lot of work done real fast as far as getting the estimates done. And sometimes if, you know, you, you get the job sold, then, you know, what you would usually have, you know, a job a day, you can get a job and a half done in because it's, you know, around the corner, sure. right around the corner, three blocks yeah. away or whatever. So I, mm -hmm. we can finish this one at, you know, three where normally we'd be going home is we can go over here and get started and already have some, some work done for the next day. You can start getting a little bit extra work done. It's all about what you can do to be the most efficient. Yep. Exactly. Now, you mentioned something about social media earlier, uh, and you're using Facebook a little bit, maybe Instagram for kind of marketing and stuff. I know LinkedIn, you're on there too. Are you doing any kind of weekly or monthly type postings or anything with that? I, you know, um, I'm horrible at the, the, the technological side of the marketing thing. I, mm -hmm. That's some, I'm, I need to hire somebody for that. <laughs> you know a guy? Yeah, <laughs> we might know somebody for you. Yeah. Um, no, uh, like I, when I first started, I was doing like a, uh, a twice a month, I was doing like a little video mm -hmm. of, you know, homeowner tips for like Perfect. trimming, pruning, like when yeah. the best time to do what you want to get done is mm -hmm. kind of things like that. I, I guess I kind of, I based it a little bit off of like what, um, Davies does with their arborist mm -hmm. series, but it was, it was more, you know, localized to, to hear, uh, our particular, you know, plant, uh, trees in the, that are local to us, uh, best practices for our weather type, our climate zone, stuff like that. Yeah. You could even have a section on your website, like video tips, you know, for McDaniel's yeah. tree service. And then your uh, I got, I got away from it because I started getting a lot busier. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have because I could probably attribute some of that extra business to those videos. Well, and the cool but thing I, is too, with that one video, you can take it and you can upload it to YouTube and you'll have your keywords for that video on there, you know, tree service, Birmingham, Alabama, and people will find it there too. So there's little things you can do with that one MP4 video that you record on your cell phone. Yeah. yeah. You posted the social, you can put it on the website. You can also put it on YouTube and it will generate lead flow you know, in the end. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there are so many things that we're not doing that I know that we should be doing mm -hmm. that I just, I don't have the, I'm trying to scale right now. That's where we're at in the business. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. just over five years in, right at six years in, 
and we're still working everything is basically a home-based business and um we're we're at the point to where i'm trying to scale this year so we're looking for a new commercial property somewhere where we've got room to be able to put the extra trucks and equipment mm -hmm. for additional crews start trying to find actual office help uh for somebody that's like a full-time can do the calls and scheduling and stuff like that so that i'm not doing because i'm doing everything right now yeah. the only thing that i'm not doing is actually climbing and cutting a tree and even you know people have to have days off every now and then so in some days i'm still doing that too mm -hmm. well it sounds like you're growing the best way you possibly can you're doing the right thing for your business i mean sometimes people overextend themselves by trying to grow too quickly uh, and that's probably common in every niche, every industry, you know, you, you, you get that business coming in and you want to grow and you grow and grow and grow. And it's sometimes you can go a little too fast. So I think just having that, you know, grow by every year, try to grow a little bit and kind of keep putting more things into place to kind of take off your plate is a smart move. And that's what you're doing. It sounds like you're doing awesome with that. So that's, Oh yeah, no, we've, we've had consistent growth every year. Uh, I think the first year that, I, that, I was doing this when I was starting to contract. We, I did um, first full year. I think we did close to 70,000 mm -hmm. in sales, which I mean is, is nothing for a full service tree company, but that was just me. And every now and then I'd hire, have a helper and stuff like that. We did 70 the next year. I think we got to a little over a hundred, like one Oh eight, I think. Uh, year three, we doubled, we got, we're over 200 year four, we added another 30%. So we're, or, yeah, 30%. So we're all, we're just over 300 and then COVID, uh, and we were somewhat, we've stayed mm, three 350, 360, but last year coming out of COVID, uh, we were just under five. Awesome. What so, a great trajectory. And that's the yeah. whole time. It's just it's one crew. Um, uh, we'd been climbing everything, no buckets. We I'd rent a lift or a crane when we needed one mm -hmm. uh, until 2020. 2020 we got our first bucket truck awesome mm -hmm. yep and then now i've got i've got a bucket truck we've got two mini skids uh stump grinder and like let's see one two three four four pickup trucks with trailers so you got the capacity to keep doing more and, and the trajectory is good it's on the upswing for sure imagine if you double down on the marketing you know, how many more calls and appointments, you know, you get to go on at that point. I, I'd lose my mind if I got more calls there right now. And you, that I can't, means you're doing I can't right. keep up. I wish I, yeah. right now, my biggest focus is on the personnel. That's my mm -hmm. biggest, sure. biggest thing is trying Building to find the personnel. Yeah. And I'm to the point where I'm ready to do a nationwide, I will pay you to move here and then pay you to work for me and then pay you a bonus if you keep working for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the incentives you can. And, and I think it, it, it seems like with, 
you know, a lot of the stimulus and things like that, they were going around after COVID and, and then the next round of it, they did again last year. It seems like eventually those savings have got to deplete. People have got to get back to work. You know what I mean? I mean, the oh, yeah, you, 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 I'm, I'm you hoping so. Through. I mean, you have to just think that through. I mean, okay, people were sitting around and they were getting paid doing nothing, but you would think eventually they have to go back to work. Uh, yeah. Everybody's got bills, you know, so. Especially since yeah. basically the min minimum wage is basically turned increased by ten dollars an hour at this point almost yeah. Yeah. like I, mcdonald's is higher and it's 16 and 17 dollars an hour for a frontline cashier mm -hmm. i'm like god yeah exactly well getting on to it man so you got you guys are busy you got you know uh, multiple crew members you guys are you know booked out a month or two months right now in advance um are you guys using any kind of like tools to put your customers into a database type thing like a jobber.com or anything like that no, I don't use Jobber. Everything goes through our QuickBooks. Okay. Um, every every estimate gets done on on my phone through the QuickBooks app. So everything's already it's goes between my phone, the desktop, and in my accountant. Uh, so we've got a, a running list of all of our customers' names, addresses, phone numbers, and emails. Excellent. So I can pull all of those reports and do a, an email report or an email blast at any time, or, you know, or a, a thanks or a customer appreciation kind of thing, or anytime we do a, a like a, a big blanket marketing thing, like in mm -hmm. the, in the, just before winter gets here for people that are wanting to do like heavy prunes and things like that on stuff. Uh, reminding everybody that, you know, the leaves are falling. Now's a good time to start trimming out those trees where you want to take a lot of weight out or a lot of stuff out or, you know, in the spring, everything's fixing to, it's fixing to start raining. We're fixing to start getting a lot of growth. Uh, if, if you want to do some trimming, let's try doing that before sap starts running again. So powerful, man. Keeping up with that customer database. And, and I tell clients this all the time and, you're doing it the right way. I mean, you guys have been in business six years. You've already got a database. You're building it because that list is really because you can build a fence essentially around your customer base if you send out these kind of educational type emails. And so it really helps kind of, you know, trigger in their mind, hey, maybe I do need to get these trees trimmed, especially during your slower season. It might help fill the gaps with appointments during that time frame. Yeah. Um, and so it's really well, we helpful. also want to make sure that our customers remember who we are because yeah, I've had customers call me um, and been like, man, I've been trying to remember, like I lost your car and I couldn't yeah. remember the name. And I was like, man, and then we saw your, one of your trucks driving down the road the other day. And I was like, that was them. We need to call them, write that number down. Yes. So we try and just to keep our name fresh with our contacts and our email and everything, uh, make sure that our customers that we've done the work for remember who we are. Uh, because, oh, yeah, cool. I mean, Let's be honest. If you go to somebody's house, they've got one tree and you cut it down. You, you don't really have a customer anymore, but you still have that word of mouth advertising mm -hmm. like that person can tell somebody, tell 10 people a year for the rest of their life about you if you did a good job. Yeah. And, and that's what we tell people, too. It's like leads are, are good. Leads come in. But branding it is like the firepower. It's like another firepower, another line in the water for your marketing, because if people remember your brand and your name, it's going to go even further. You know, you're going to get more lead flow, more deal flow coming in, more estimates, more appointments, because people remember your name. They don't have to look exactly. you up or forget it. And so that's so powerful and doing the list and the list building email marketing. Man, that's a great strategy for long term, too, because imagine that list is going to be 3,000, 5,000, 10,000 customers, you know, oh, yeah. 
And I mean, then you've got a humongous market. Because we've got like, it's not just our invoices that we keep our, our customer information on. It's all, it's every estimate that we go on. Everybody you've touched. Three and five yep. and 12 a day. Mm-hmm. So exactly right. That's, that's a lot of numbers and email addresses. Yeah, that's great, man. Well, you shared a lot today, Blake. We really appreciate it. Um, what up? So now that you're six years into the business, you guys are growing, you're scaling, you're looking to kind of get to that next level with the crew and everything else. Like, what would you tell a guy maybe just getting started out that maybe just branched out into their own business, kind of similar story to yours, working somewhere, just went out in business for themselves. They're getting busy. You know, maybe they're getting down in the, you know, a little bit, they go up, they go down mentally and emotionally like everybody else does in the, in, you know, as an entrepreneur, because you're on an island out there kind of by yourself, right? So it's oh, yeah. to network. Yeah, no, that. there's, what would you tell people? This is the one thing that I tell somebody is don't worry about what all of your friends and people that you know, people that you used to work with are telling you about going out on your own. There's only one person in the world that's always been there for you and always had your back, and that's you. Man, that's like, awesome. You're the only one that's that was there when you go to bed at night. You're the only one that's there when you wake up in the morning. You're the one looking back at yourself in the mirror every day. You're the one that's got your back. So if if you can tell yourself that you can do it, do it. Read those reviews. If you're not getting good reviews, read the reviews and figure out what you need to do to get better reviews. If you're getting good reviews, let that be the motivator. If you're if if you're committed to doing this, then you can do it. I mean, if you think that you can't, you're right. Absolutely. I mean, and that's 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 pretty much all there is to it. It's like if you think that you can, you probably can. If you think that you can't, you probably can't. Yeah, and that's that's great advice. I mean, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. You know, it's gonna be. But you're right. It's that person that you look in the mirror every day. If you're there for yourself every day, you know you can do this. You know you're gonna work hard. And you can believe in yourself. You're going to get this done. You're going to do it. So that's an awesome share, man. Powerful stuff. Well, awesome, man. So you guys are in Alabama. You guys are getting ready for summer's, you know, you're busy. You're oh, summer's out. here in Alabama. Oh, yeah. Us too, man, here in Atlanta. We're, <laughs> we were we were 113 degrees. degrees, I think, three days last week. We were too. We were over 100. It was nuts. Um, yeah, it takes a while for the AC to crank up and the vehicles once, once they hit. Oh, yeah. Degrees, it, you know? it, by the time you get to the next one, it, it still hadn't cooled off yet. Awesome, man. Well, we really appreciate it, Blake. Thanks so much for joining us today on the uh, podcast. And uh, anybody watching this, again, if you're on YouTube, if you're watching the recording, go ahead and like and subscribe to our channel. If you're on the audio, just listen to the podcast on Spotify or Amazon or Apple. Subscribe there. we got more episodes coming up soon. And until next time, this is Wesley Smith with Tree Service Marketing Profits Podcast and Tree Service Digital. Have a great day, and we'll see you guys soon.